0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: What's up, bitch ass? It is episode 331 of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, Tom is over there. We're ready to talk about some violence from what I hear.
0: Oh, ball sacks, I tell you what, what a great night of blood and guts. And we had an awesome week of violence all across the board. Uh, We had a goddamn hockey fight that had a 100 Combined penalty minutes from fighting in the first period. It was a violent time in America. Like from the puck and I'm drop. here for it. Well, like, yeah. it was like from the yeah puck on drops. the first second. I don't even. I think it was the Capitals and Rangers. Again, I don't fact check that, here. Violence was in the air, and I am here for it. I love it. You think Tim, they, you think
1: they heard about the blood and guts, so they were like, "We'll show them violence." Yeah. Show them violence. Maybe. I wouldn't be shocked. We
0: had three coaches uh, for the Kansas City Royals get kicked out of the game. In one game, we had three coaches get kicked out of the
1: game. Fuck him. Official said he guessed.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy, too. So, again, it was violence in the air, and I was here for it because I love violence. Tim, Mm. last night was blood Mm. and guts. Mm. And... Before we do our breakdown, as always, what was your overall thought of Blood and Guts AEW's Dynamite's special presentation?
1: I think the Blood and Guts match was amazing, and there was some good stuff throughout the rest of the show, albeit I wouldn't call it their best like special event show in lieu of a dynamite.
0: I think it was it had a pay-per-view feel right Mm -hmm. from the jump Mm -hmm. and we can get into our breakdown here in just a moment but i will say it had a pay-per-view feel that got me uh, anticipating each moment in each segment and that's rare especially as a jaded you know grouch wrestling fan like i am i was legitimately excited going into the main event Uh, i would also say that the theme was really good. And I like to say, like, tonight I'm watching Blood and Guts. And people are like, what? And like, TNT, tonight at 7 o'clock Central. Like, I might give that a shot, right? I had a couple people at work say that. The thing I think I might tweak, though, and again, we'll go through our breakdown here in just a second, is if you're going to call it Blood and Guts, and I understand the match was Blood and Guts, in my opinion, I might have made the whole night not, like, not extreme rules, like WWE's Extreme Rules, but made... For example, the first match, no DQ. Second match, no holds barred. Third match, you know what I mean? Like, just have the whole night of violence, not just a regular match, a regular match, and then blood and guts. Like, just do the whole night, in my opinion, if you're going to call the event blood and guts. But with that being said, are you ready to break this down?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I was, uh, sorry, I was over here getting some stuff set up over here on the back end of production stuff because, you know, uh, it takes a lot of work to make this thing come off uh, as smooth and seamless uh, like you're seeing here. Seamless? It's debatable. But that's all the more reason you should go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and hit that donate button or maybe the merch button, buy some stuff uh, while you're at it, you know, but uh, yeah, we should absolutely 100% get into uh, some AEW Dynamite. Tom, I'm I'm excited. Blood and guts! Break it down. Yeah,
0: well, you had mentioned uh, about production values and by the end of this show we might be talking about that because that's maybe one of my hot takes true but that, before that, we get that. there we had kicking off the show john moxley and eddie kingston the two best guys in all of pro wrestling in my opinion right now just hitting home runs each and every segment they're in taking on in a tag team match the aw world heavyweight champion kenny omega And M.T. Nakazama, or Nakayama, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, Cutie Marshall. Yeah, Cutie Marshall's guy, I think. Uh, This was fun. Moxley and Kingston get the win, but what did you think of this match as we kicked off Blood and Guts?
1: Uh, I kind of liked the swerve. I thought they legit were going to throw him to the wolves and not have Kenny Omega and just drip that heat on him. So when he came out, I was like, ah, they got me. Uh, They got me. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, so uh, Don Callis says... Hey, Kenny Omega can't make it tonight. So sorry. So Nakazawa, he's going to take care of you guys. So, you know, good luck, Michael or MT, whatever we're calling him. Mm-hmm. And Eddie Kingston and John Moxley to their credit, walked out going like something's up. Something's up. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley kind of looking around like, no, this isn't it. Well, it wasn't because then Kenny Omega with the championship belt, knocks him over the head. And then we start the match uh, it, again. John Moxley eddie kingston get the victory but post-match we get the young bucks and again the good brothers who why is it jurassic express trying to take them out now i understand jurassic express had a match later on in the night but even you know i've always wanted butcher and the blade to be that uh mm. four hire yeah, mercenary choice. Where they just go through and, like, I don't care if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Yeah. I'll take out John Moxley. Why is it Matt or... Hardy
1: pissed these guys and, like, sick, sicking the, you know, his, those well, guys of them?
0: You know what I would do in this case? Like, I thought of this as, as a good um, storyline and hashtag tweet the table and let me know what you think. But why wouldn't, if you made Butcher and the Blade this four hire mercenary act team, why wouldn't Tony Khan say, hey, Here's a hundred grand. I don't want those Good Brothers on my show, and Butcher and Blade is going to take out the Good Brothers anytime we get them on camera. Like that's what I would do. Anyhow, we do get the Young Bucks taking out Eddie Kingston. John Moxley looks like at the next pay per view. Maybe that's where we're going, which I'm not mad at.
1: I'm not mad at that either. I mean, that should be a good fit. And again, it's it's more Moxley and Kingston is good. And of course, I, we don't need to give them World Tag Team titles or anything. So a good feud where they just get a bloody somebody up and give us some promos and stuff is, is always fun. You know what I mean? So the more we can kind of get them involved in something that's maybe not the main event should be fine.
0: Yeah. I think this is a good holding pattern. Uh, As mentioned a few times on this podcast, uh, we're big fans of the tag team. They work well together. They seem like good friends that have checkered past uh, both together and separate. So it fits for them to be working together, especially in this capacity uh, we're still paying off from the barbed wire explosive death match uh, where Eddie came to save John Moxley. So I like that. And honestly, the Young Bucks really are kind of spinning their wheels. Uh, I know next week we have them taking on SCU. I think everyone's kind of predicting SCU will lose that. Now, who knows, right? AEW can't throw us curveballs from time to time. Uh Spoiler alert, as we're recapping, mm-hmm. uh, SEU will take on the Young Bucks. But anyhow, uh, I think going towards a pay-per-view to get, you know, all the shit in, as they say, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston obviously need to be on this pay-per-view. So with the Young Bucks, I think we'll be a good fit. It'll be an interesting stylistic match, too, because I don't know how Eddie Kingston, who obviously has independent pro wrestling mileage, you know, 10 miles long, I don't know how he's going to mesh with a Young Buck style, but I'm excited to see it. Same with John Moxley as well. But anyhow, we got that. And then next up, we got uh, uh, an okay match. I'll say that. It was an okay match. But up next, we had Cody Rhodes taking on uh, quad and triceps Marshall. And uh, this happened.
1: What would you think? Yeah, quad track marbles was, I, I mean... You know, look, he's not bad, right? We've never come out and been like, quality time, you know, Marcel is 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 a bad wrestler. He sucks. We've just said, like, he's not given us any reason to, like, attach onto something. There was a little spark when he broke out with this factory thing, but they haven't done anything with it. Like I said, it's just erupted into brawls, and it's just, we don't like Cody, but they've given us no reason to also not like Cody or even mm. shown us that, like, Cody – Nobody should not like Cody, right? I could be like, yeah, I can see why he fucking. So there's just no real attachment to it.
0: Yeah, and this this was an okay match. This is where, as I started off the podcast talking about how I wish it was all blood and guts, there was one moment that didn't make sense. Actually, two moments off the top of my head that didn't make sense, and it was one at the very start of the the match, towards like the first couple minutes. Cody takes off his weight belt, and he's gonna hit QT over the back with his weight belt and the ref goes, no, 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 no. Can't let that happen. So he takes the weight belt away from him. And then the ref is just looking at quick trip and quick trip takes his own fucking weight belt and he hits Cody uh, with the weight belt and we're just fine with it. Now I understand, Hey, this is a, a blood feud as they say. So we're going to, you know, push the, the, the rules, you know, from time to time, but Ah, that seemed weird right now your ref just kind of looks like an idiot to in in my opinion and then the second thing arne anderson who again i love arne anderson i think he's awesome think he's great but he just outright just takes cute his face and just puts it in a guardrail or yeah. into the uh, go- uh the post and just like and we're like what the fuck now like he does it. get told to go to the back right but i was just like might as well make this a no dq then those things don't really stick out like a sore thumb and Cody again gets his gets his victory. Does the the figure four because as he mentioned in the exhibition match he wasn't gonna break his leg, but apparently in you know this blood feud match he was gonna do that. So he puts on the the figure four. Cutie uh, taps out, and then we get to the fun stuff. Anthony Agogo gives him a How's your father? Gives Cody a How's your father? Right to the gut, and then we're getting into a little bit of the uh, you know. If it ain't America, it ain't good kind of storyline. And we get Anthony Agogo putting the uh Union Jack over Cody Rhodes, so it looks like at the next pay-per-view, it's gonna be Anthony Agogo evil Englishman, because those evil Englishmen taking on the American nightmare Cody Rhodes. So what do you think about that?
1: I think Cody lets him get one over on him. He gets the how's your father and shits blood and Right there in the Wait middle of the ring,
0: you think you think Anthony Agogo is going to come out on top in this? In I think this maybe. Season. I
1: mean, there will be some shenanigans that lead to him being able to easily hit the How's Your Father once or twice. Maybe they maybe they hold Cody and he gives him like three or four How's Your Fathers, and then Cody shits right there. There's blood and guts again, right there in the middle of the ring. Um, is that too terse? Was that a little blue? No, I like yeah. it. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> I was just, I was like, yeah, Tom looked a little taken aback by that one. Yeah, um, yeah no, I think oh. uh, I think I, I could see a situation. I could also, of course, see where Cody's the fucking greatest thing ever. Super Cena, so. Well, and so this is where I think Cody's in a tough situation here,
0: where it feels like, to his credit, and again, AEW's been around for about a cup of coffee, right? I don't think even two years yet. But in the history of AEW, Cody has been putting over MJF. He did, you know, he lost to Jericho in the championship match, so now he can't uh challenge for the AEW championship, right? That's fine. And he puts over MJF, and MJF is the next big thing. Okay, great. Now he does get one over on Cutie here, but it, it just it's a it's a hard spot for Anthony Agogo to say, like, I'm the man, and Cody just in this purgatory of like, well, I put over the young talent, but I'm also still good, right? Everyone. Hey, you know, I know I lost to Darby Allen, but don't remember that. I know I lost to MJF, but don't remember that. I'm Cody. And it's like, well, your win loss record would tell me eh, not really. So it's just a difficult spot for Anthony ago goes first. Hey, check me out. I'm the next big thing here in AEW because of how, Cody is positioned in the company so I'm interested in that aspect I I do think it's interesting though that we are finally going with a if it ain't America it ain't good storyline in AEW that is a tried and true storyline across all promotions independence to WWE and so here we are with our first one from AEW
1: love our British fans uh, here in the table nation Uh, uh, we love you Uh, we love all you Brits uh, um, so don't don't take this to heart, but uh, yeah, the average American wrestling fan, was you know, yeah, oh, bring that at, Union Jack around. We're gonna
0: yeah, grr, no. Here at grr, Table grr, Nation, grr, we do grr, not believe in borders. Yeah. It, wherever you're from, as long as you're a human and you treat other humans well, you are welcome. Everyone to Everyone has table a seat nation.
1: at the Table Nation, right?
0: Everyone has a seat at well, the table, except Nation. except Trump. Every- fuck that guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> but you know, fuck him. Anyhow, after. Uh, We get the Cody Rhodes victory, and then he gets the How's Your Father from Anthony Agogo. We hear from Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And
1: what did you think about this before we get into some details? I think, um, without spoiling some stuff later, I think Darby Allin will soon not have this title on his hands, freeing him up for a Sting and Son versus this tag team.
0: Oh, you think we're doing another tag team with
1: Sting? Well, I just think they're gonna. This is where that storyline's heading, and then eventually we'll get a match between them. But like, I think this is—that's
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: I think we're gonna do that, and then I think something will happen. It'll help get over Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. They'll do something brutal. They'll blame each other, you know, Sting and Darby, and they'll, and then it'll the the, the father son <laughs> showdown. See. I didn't even think
0: about that as far as like we're leading to a tag match because Scorpio Sky only addressed Sting. He said, "Sting, I took you out of action. I'm gonna take you out of action. Uh, you're not an icon. It's my time." You know all the the, the tried and true heel things to say for a, an established legend that you're gonna feud with. But he didn't mention Darby Allen. And then when Ethan Page took the microphone, he didn't say a thing about Sting. It was just Darby Allen. We have a history. You know our history. I fucked you up a lot. Uh, I did kind of get a little sad. How Ethan Page said we had uh, like a dozen matches, but no one ever saw them. I was like, I watched Evolve. I like, mm-hmm. I liked your Evolve now. I like Evolve. Yeah. Anyhow, that was just me being a you know, Evolve uh, Homer, I guess you could say. But what I what I was uh, trying to say here is, Ethan Page didn't talk about Sting. Scorpio Sky didn't talk about. Darby Allen. So I felt like it was just, hey, we were a tag team for this long, but now like we got each other's backs, but we got our own missions. Like I'm going down this lane and he's going down this lane and we'll we're, we're going to see what happens. So as Ethan Page is talking shit on Darby Allen, Darby Allen just goes like, I'm a psychotic asshole. Watch this motherfucker and he just tries to attack him and he's just doing all his little fun fists and kicks and does a coffin drop and then good Christ. Ethan Page said You know what I love in pro wrestling? Ethan Page said, hey, you know what my favorite moment in pro wrestling is? Is when Brock Lesnar threw that one-legged kid down those stairs. I'm fucking doing that to Darby (laughs) Allin. Jesus Christ, he threw his ass fucking 20 feet.
1: Uh, Yeah, he gave Darby Allin the biggest, uh, since the beginning of this show, the biggest, see ya! right down the goddamn steps man "Swing so, you motherfucker and just man i'm surprised there every little bit of darby like holding his arm i was like yeah he probably broke it he probably fucking popped that shoulder out of place <laughs> like god
0: damn yeah and we'll talk about this uh towards the end of the show as kind of we recap everything but i do want to mention that you know bumps was the topic of the night it felt like with AEW, and what the fuck if you know, we're again, I'm for all protecting everyone, but Darby Allen yet again has this weird death wish where he's like, no, we're going to do it as legit as possible. And it's, it's 2021. We understand concussions, not fully, but we're understanding it more and more each day. We're understanding injuries to elbows and sternums and knees and things like that. You don't need to do that we can shoot things and again we'll get to that in the main event of how camera work can be done properly but we can do this to where we shoot a wide angle we see ethan page throw him down the stairs but we don't have to see darby allen fall down the fucking stairs we could do the wide shot the side wide shot of ethan page throwing darby allen and then do the shot looking down the stairs and he's doing the uh broke my leg broke my arm like it's it's Watching back ECW is insane. Cheese graters to the head, tables on fire, and that's fun now. Because we know, for the most part, part, Spike Dudley is okay. Bubba Ray Dudley is okay. You know, now they might have some other issues, drug-related, right? But like, physically, they didn't die. I, I don't know that we need to be doing the Darby Allen sets himself on fire on dynamite kind of spots because it's it's not needed anymore. We know we're watching a TV show. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It was interesting to see that Sting was not there, though.
1: True, yeah. There was no, like, Sting didn't come out and try to save him or anything like that, so that was fun.
0: Scorpio Sky did mention that he took him out of action, which I thought was kind of funny because uh, what action was he in? He did one match, but anyhow, thought that was cute. Um after, was cute. Yeah, it was cute. cute. It was cute. Yeah, like a cutie Marshall. Like a cutie Marcel. Uh after that we got Quality a red Marsubio
1: That's our <laughs> fucking favorite no, like guy.
0: Favorite guy. Oh, and damn it, because we're doing the blood and guts. Cutie again, oh, we we had you set shit.
1: ah shit, Tim. I was supposed to call well, him and get him on the show.
0: Well, we started a little late, so it, things happen. Cutie, we'll get you on next week. We'll let you rest up. You had a great match. Uh, we'll let you talk to Anthony Agogo. get your game plan going. Uh, playing for next week there, Cutie. Cutie Marbles, uh,
1: our number one fan.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for listening, as always, and retweeting us all the times you have. But let's get back to blood and guts here. We had a quick squash match from Dr. Britt Baker, D.M.D. Uh, she took out Julia Hart in what felt like maybe 35 seconds. Uh, what would you think here? Interesting choice for
1: a night. Now, maybe they were like, hey, time, what well, we want to feature, you know, the doctor, but we're not going to have give you 20 minutes. We don't got the time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was an interesting choice for a squash match.
0: Well, so this is where I, I was alluding to earlier where it felt like a pay-per-view where AEW was saying, you want to know who – we're getting behind we're getting behind eddie kingston john moxley kenny omega you know we'll get to a couple of other people later on but Britt baker is the face of our women's division we're just going to show you her because we're we have that much you know stock into what she's going to be in the future now again she has her title match coming up at the next pay-per-view against sheeta all signs are pointing towards Britt Baker's got the rocket strapped to her back and she's about to go to the moon. I'm curious to see as people's opinion change on Britt Baker and we're seeing more t-shirts and we're seeing a little bit more of the DMD kind of stuff on social media and in the crowd. Where does Sheeta go? Are we doing maybe essentially uh, to a lesser extent, but a WrestleMania 13 Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, where One goes in as a baby face, but then they leave a heel, and the other one goes as a heel and leaves as a baby face.
1: I mean, I wouldn't hate that either because, yeah, if Sheeta just loses and, you know, Britt Baker is the champ and Sheeta's just still Sheeta, like, hey, remember I was the greatest champ? We're going to shit all over that. We're not going to like that.
0: And to AEW's credit, they usually keep things in mind for characters, and I feel like... If anyone was in Sheeta's boots right now, they would be feeling, hey, Britt Baker had one cool match against a girl that I beat in Thunder Rosa. You motherfuckers need to be paying attention to me. I'm beating Nyla Rose. I'm beating Tay Conti. I am be- I beat Britt Baker before. The first time she had a bloody nose t-shirt was because of me. Like, I'm the shit. Look at my belt. Look at my title reign. You motherfuckers need to put respect on my name. So... Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Hopefully, that Sheeta gets a little fire under her belly and, or fire under her feet, or whatever the fucking phrase is there, and she says, "No, Britt Baker isn't the fucking uh, main woman here. I am. I got the title."
1: Yeah, um, anything would be better than whatever Sheeta's doing now. I'm just kind of done with it. It's it's gotten dull. There's really no stories being told. So.
0: Well, and that's the thing. She needs a new chapter in her character. And I think her getting jealous or envious or mad, whatever you want to call that, about Britt Baker's attention needs to be what's told. But we digress. We'll see what happens as we lead into the next pay-per-view. But what we did get next was a four-way tag team eliminator match. We had SCU, Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, and the acclaimed SCU picks up the victory kind of, as expected
1: but this was still fun what did you think tim yeah i mean that was expected but i also like don't mind it like seu it's weird how like they come out and do the same shtick but yet you're still kind of like all right i can get behind it they're good they're not trying to be something they're not they are always just there and they can you can plug and play with anything they can work any style they still look like a million dollars even though Mm -hmm. they're 84 years old each i think i think so um it so it works and i'm like okay and you know what i honestly could even still see i know we're all like all right, this is it. They're going to lose to the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks are going to shit all over them, and, and then, like, they'll end the the tag team. But I can honestly see where they win and get another run and then lose it, you know what I mean? Because the Young Bucks could get screwed out of something, and then that becomes the elites, you know, like, ah, oh, fuck you, Moxley and Kingston, and right? Like, I mean, Ooh. you know, so I'm not – I won't go into whatever event that is, like, 100% sure outside of the evolving story that ensues. Uh, but right now I'm not 100% sure that they're losing when they get their title match. I could see them winning it. That's an interesting. I can see thing. them giving them a legacy run.
0: I like that. They were the first ever tag team champs, although I think that was Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, not Christopher Daniels. Yeah, they
1: did like run with that, I think, as opposed to this Daniels Kazarian, which is the, I mean, they are the addiction. They are the whatever right. they've been called before. They were the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? With, yeah. with Robert Root. I mean, don't get me wrong, they've provided a lot of entertaining television, even in TNA and stuff. Like when they would dress up like, uh, Uh, The Dumb and Dumber guys and stuff like that. I mean, like, these guys uh, are not, they're not even, like, I'd put them at solidly, like, better than average.
0: Yeah, I definitely would say that as well. Uh, Again, though, with the mileage, as you mentioned, because I believe they are 92 years old, I don't know how long they want to do that, but they definitely can. Oh,
1: sure, but it could be, like, a two-month, you know what I mean, or one month. You know what I mean? Just something to be like, look at our dicks, right? I think that's what they'd say. That'd be Interesting. I don't
0: know if I would, but it would be captivating Yeah, but maybe. you're not them. I am not them. Right. That is true.
1: Yep. Uh, and you're, I not, also thought, you're not 132 years old, so you're not
0: them. I am not. I am not. Uh, although I think uh, Luchasaurus may be a little older than them. It's funny because so, we're probably
1: like the same age. And like, <laughs> no. The <laughs> no, they're man. a little. Well, Kazarian, I might be the same age as Kazarian. He might be a no. little older. No, he's like yeah. 66. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, he is. I, oh, yeah. I just fact-checked it. He's 432 years old.
0: Wow. A couple years younger than Luchasaurus. Yes. Credit to him. Yes. I thought this was a good match, going back to blood and guts here, I thought it was a good match to get us to the point where we need to be. It's difficult to say, let's hypothetically say, we're going to do the chalk thing of SCU loses and they break up. It would feel very deflating if it would have happened in a four-way Eliminator match where they didn't even get pinned. Right. So we have to get them to the title match. But what AEW does really well is wins and losses matter, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But wins and losses matter. So they have to win to get to the title match. So even though I think as most of us kind of went into this match saying like SCU will win, it made the logical sense to have them win to get to the spot where they need to be. Uh, I will say post-match, the two teams, though, that I want to see maybe even going up against each other, I would not be uh, mad at, is Jurassic Express because, duh, they're fucking great, and The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed, eventually, Max Caster has to come out with some type of Spotify playlist or something where these rhymes need to be released.
1: He's so good. He's got a line every week at least one if not two that i'm like woo that's good like that would be it, good in any rap song like it's it's current it's it's funny and or poignant like and it's not like weak song like it's always something that hits it's like god damn if somebody said that to you you'd be like hey you fucking say that again and i might give you the well- house your father
0: Well, the two things that I thought that stood out to me, at least in this rap, was uh, pointing out that uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is just going to be on Dark Side of the Ring in 10 years. Good Christ. Also poignant because Dark Side of the Ring starts with Brian Pillman's episode. And then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine like, boy, you know, he had to be like, hey, man. You're really cool with me this. saying that? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, going to say
0: this. Please, dude. I don't want you to jump out of the ring if to If there's fight me.
1: anything, like, I won't. Like, please fucking yeah. let me know. Or maybe he's not. I mean, he's like, fuck this guy. See what he does. I, Brian Pillman
0: Jr. seems like he's the type of guy that might choke you in your sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? He does seem I, like, yeah.
0: He seems like a guy that has a lot of breaking anchorings.
1: And, like, and, like, leave your body there and lay next to it for, like, the next three or four nights
0: yeah he de- i he definitely had an m i p in his up. trailer you know what i mean he yeah. he he's he's seen some things he's seen yeah. some things yeah he but been the other some, line
1: like's been to some weird parties we'll say that yeah
0: yes very accurately mm-hmm. most likely described mm-hmm. uh the other line though that i liked uh is how he said uh the young cucks and then he goes yeah i said it yeah, yeah, I said it.
1: God, that was great. Yeah, that was a good one too. I forgot about that. God, the young cucks. And then yeah, he was just like, "What?" I'm like,
0: "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said it." And I think that needs to be because, like you mentioned. Every week, it's some pop culture reference where he talks about Lady Gaga's uh, dog catcher getting shot or whatever. You know, this week was the dark side of the ring and the young cucks. I think his tagline needs to be at the end of all of these, like "Yeah, I said it." Yeah, like if he just needs yeah. that, and I would hashtag to "Yeah, think,
1: I said it" would be fucking great. Yeah, I'd buy a shirt like, that said "Yeah, I said it" because i man, yeah. I've done that before. I've, I remember being in, all right, K State fan. Right, we've covered this on the show. Right, Can you get old. Uh, Kansas State football, right? Mm-hmm. So we go to a Kansas mm-hmm. State football game, and we're playing Texas. And me and my buddies get tickets late, right? We show up to the thing, scalp some tickets. We're on the Texas fan side, even though it's a home game in Kansas State. We're like, ugh, this is going to kind of suck, but whatever. Now it's a 6.30 p.m. game, and we got there at about 9.30 and started drinking. Because that's what you do, right? You tailgate, and I was pretty hammered, and I'm sitting in the uh, thing, and it's not going so well at the moment, and I remember – Looking out I went Fuck Texas and a ten thousand orange clad you know, looking back, at me, yeah I said it. And my friend's like, all right, we're fucking out here, let's go. So yeah, yeah, I said it is something everybody can get behind. That would be fucking amazing. And I think he just needs to add
0: that to his his raps at the very end. And it can be used in different tones. It could be used the young cucks, yeah, I said it, or just the <gasps> drop the mic.
1: Yeah, I said and the it. hype dude, whatever his fucking name is, like mm-hmm. he can even be like, yeah, he fucking said that, you know what I mean, or just whatever, like, he said yeah. that, you know what I mean, like even he gets a little spin off of it. Yeah,
0: something. I just think that would be a good gimmick to go with because it's catchy, it's easy. He could always like, be like, like said
1: he did say that.
0: Right? Yeah he he did say like he yeah did say that and he's like yeah I said it and then he just walks behind and goes he did say he it did say and that. you <laughs> could do that in promos right where like. Yes. Hangman gets pissed at him and he storms into the locker room and Max Caster's like, "Yeah, I said it." And there's a pull apart and there's, you know, people all like that and then they kind of all separate out of the locker room. And then the the little guy uh, who's probably not that little but the little guy is like, "Yeah, he said he, it." He did say And that. then that's the end of the segment. Yeah, that yeah. would be very funny yeah, because
1: any of people would just be like, "Yeah, we well, you know he fucking said it." Like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or if people have a beef with Max Caster and they can't find him, and let's say it's Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston goes to this guy and was like, hey, did Max Caster call me a blah, blah, blah? And he's like,
1: yeah. He say that. He said it. And then we get Booker T to show up on a special guest, oh! and he can be like, tell me! <laughs> right? You did, yes! Yes! Right? That is a great idea. <laughs> you didn't just say that. <laughs> Come on. Yes! Come on, it's Taylor made Book
0: it. Somebody get him this clip. Yeah. Clip this, send it to Booker T and Max Caster and the other guy. I'm so sorry we don't remember your name. I think he's a good wrestler. Oh,
1: it's QT Marshall. Cutie. Ah, that's not it. I always get that guy's name wrong. Damn it.
0: Ah, that guy.
1: No, is really the guy good. who likes us. Yeah. Big fan. This guy's somebody else. I keep forgetting his name. He's awesome. I just, I don't Great I'm not guy. forgetting his name, but it's just Max Caster. You go like, oh and the acclaim is cool. I like it that it's you know, I like the the dynamic duo, if you will, of having mm-hmm. it be a duo. But yeah, I, I think we need to pump him up a little more. We need to give him something. We need to give him that little extra tagline off of Max's tagline. Because it could still be the like you're just you're just coming off your buddy, you're just hyping him up and you're getting by on it, but that could even be part of the story, you know. And they did a good profile. To, to show you that I do like this
0: guy a lot. And again, we're not fact checking. So I, I don't, I'm not going to look it up. Maybe I will, <laughs> but they did a good profile on the tag team, specifically him with big show on dark elevation, where they talked about how he's the first, uh, not first, but he is an openly gay pro wrestler and what he means to the LGBT community. So it's like, I like that guy. Now that could maybe be his real story. Once we get through the fun, you know, games of a rap gimmick, but I gotta look up his name. Uh, I feel so bad. It's um, it's the acclaimed. <laughs> what the? Fuck acclaimed is hype, there? dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, the magic the of baby. radio, right here. Right you know? here, yeah. We are not. So, going... what I will say, Tom, is while you're looking that up, uh, the reason I can't clip this later and say the magic of radio is because we're live, brother. This has been going live streamed to YouTube. Uh, heads up, I didn't tell Tom this. Surprise hey uh, seems like it's going well so let us know how that goes if you like it we'll keep doing it um anthony yeah. bowens anthony, anthony bowens. bowens it's anthony bowens <laughs> you know anthony bowens he's great like i said i like him a
0: lot i think he has a good look uh, his uh moveset is really fun uh hype man
1: for max The write down anthony bowens I, anthony bow and he is good and that I feel like an ass now for for you know what I mean. Like we're we're not trying to shit on him by saying the hype man. I mean that is the role he's playing. That is, but the Anthony role. Bowens is playing it well. Um, but I think I I want to see more at him. I want him to add a little more. We've likened them to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince from the mm-hmm. from the old rap days and their TV mm-hmm. show, and I think that's perfect. Jazzy Jeff had a little more than I think what they're giving Anthony Bowens here. Love that guy. Uh, so yeah, I I think a little more for him would be great.
0: Yes, definitely. But after this match was over, I was thinking to myself the contrast of modern day, you know, hip hop or whatever we want to call it. Modern day cool in the acclaim versus gimmicky, fun, Jurassic Express nerds hanging out playing Dungeons and Dragons. Just the combination of those two teams running into each other. I think we could have some fun there. Also being said, Varsity Blondes. I know they were the odd man out in this four-way tag. That they were the ones that took the pin. I think it was actually Brian Pillman Jr., which what the fuck, right? Couldn't have done it to the other guy, other guy. right? The other guy, the tall guy, Griff guy, <laughs> I don't, I Griff don't know Garrison. Who
1: Is that it? I think that's it, right? Griff Garrison, I don't... Uh, uh, the guy with Brian Pillman,
0: yeah, Brian Rons? Pillman I think it's Jr. Griff Garrison.
1: Okay, you could have said any name, Harrison. It's Garrison. I think it's GG, so it's Griff Garrison.
0: You literally could have said it. You could have said Anthony Bowens, and I might have believed you. QT Marshall? <laughs> Maybe. But I think they have some good uh, development. I, I think they need to identify a little bit more of who they are. Because we got Brian Pillman Jr. in the classic uh, retro Brian Pillman uh, trunks. Griff Garrison is, is kind of hanging out. But i they're the varsity blondes. It. I think right? And I— and I know that the Hollywood blondes was Brian Pillman Jr. and uh Steve Austin. And I know that Griff Garrison is the varsity whatever he was, right? So we're combining the two names, which is fine, but what is that? What is like Yeah, they I don't have know not dug into that
1: blondes and blondes are so on like Dark and Dark Elevation, they're doing a great job with this um wingman uh faction, right, of the uh uh ziggler's brother ryan nemeth uh, the Chaz Bono drake. guy right jd drake whatever the uh what is the other guy's name the tall dude Bononi, benoni Bononi. yeah and then um they even brought in pretty peter avalon into the mix which is good addition Pinky's in hey yeah he said touch fingers with it or what he said get yeah. your fingers in here and touch it or something yeah. i forget what he said like oh but it's he said, get your fingers in here and jam them in with your friends. <laughs> yeah, but Pinky's <laughs> yeah. in. So, like, they're doing great, but, like, we should get more of that also with these Varsity Blondes. Like, I mean, what I need to see these guys at, like, rally parties and shit or something, right? Mm-hmm. Although it's weird. Like, are you guys high schoolers? Like, it's a little different. But maybe. what is it? It didn't work with that Jesse guy in TNA who they, like, broke his, you know, the DJZ broke his neck. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Pinky's in. Come on, Tim. Yeah, Pinky's
0: in. Pinky's in.
1: Pinky's in. Pinkies. Right there. Yeah. Get your, he said, get your fingers in here and jam in with your friends or something. I forget what he said, but it was like a, ooh, yeah, okay. I see what you're right. like doing. Yeah. I like him. I like him. All right. They need a so name. Get... What's a name for that group? Is it the Wingmen? It should be the wingman. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. I'm okay. I don't with think that. that's been done, right? It fits. Anybody who says, I need some Wingmen is like a, a sleazy guy like that, right? Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, labeling who's... somebody your Wingman. And now. Yeah. Okay, I was in the Air Force. That's the term yeah, outside of yeah. that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. right, yeah,
0: going out drinking. I need a right. wingman. That's what they're going after. Anyhow, let's get back to blunt guts here because got a little sidetrack, which happens from time to time. Uh, but after the four-way match where uh, SCU picked up the victory, uh, and again, next week they'll be taking on the Young Bucks for the Tag Team Championships, uh, we had two promos. First, we had Miro coming out, and he's going to kill Darby Allen. He gets a TNT shot. And he's going to murder Darby Allen. Now, I don't think he's going to win. That's my personal opinion. I think uh, is. I, I see. I think they want the Ethan Page Darby Allen TNT championship. I think maybe Ethan Page becomes the face of the TNT network. That would not shock me. I think Miro is going to get himself suspended. I think he's going to kill Darby Allen to the point where People are like enough, enough, and then he's pushing refs, and then he's this unhinged
1: mm, psychopath. Good call two different angles, which I, I could see both of them happening, but I could yeah. see. Miro is also the guy, but you're right; they are going with this like he's psychotic angle. But Miro is the guy you could put on Conan on TNT because he can do all mm. of the things. He can do the funny, he can do the serious, he can do the angry, he can do the mean. So, like, I I will never be shocked if he's strapped up with that TNT title and making the rounds and doing whatever. Although that's not exactly what it is. Don't get, I keep saying that it's not like yeah. every time you get that, like you're the guy going on all the talk shows or anything. But I don't know why not. First of all, I mean mm-hmm. that's tailor made for it, but I could definitely see Miro with that, but you're right. It could be the same situation. They could he could destroy Darby Allen to the point of near death. And then and yeah. then we move on. His line was so great of the like when the man who isn't afraid to die meets the man who isn't afraid to kill him. <laughs> or the man who doesn't mind dying meets the man who doesn't mind killing him. Well, my son was watching that and he was like, Okay, that was good. Right? Like he yeah. barely watched like he kinda, he was sitting there, he was like, blood and guts, I'm gonna watch his blood and guts, because I kept up talking about blood and guts i explained to him i tried to tell him before of war games and i don't think he ever got it but i told him blood and guts and he was like that sounds crazy and i was like it is crazy and i was like you gotta watch it and i was like they're gonna do it on live tv um so he came down and was like "All right." so honestly if i'm being honest we sat down to watch dynamite late i fast forwarded and watched blood and guts first oh. and came back and watched everything else so he could see that but we caught this this promo because i was like what is miro saying right. right? let me see what miro's saying and god he did not disappoint
0: Yeah, so I think next week, either way, whatever happens, I think as sure as the sun comes out in July, what will definitely happen is Darby Allen isn't getting a lot of offense. He might get a coffin drop. He might get a kick to the knee, but this guy isn't going to be chain wrestling Miro. He's not going to be doing body slams or anything like that. He's going to be getting his ass kicked. There's going to be a – so he's going through a guardrail, I would bet. I bet you there's a table spot. I
1: bet he updated his will.
0: Yeah, he definitely should. Because I think like Miro, when he said that line, I know we're all in storyline, but I don't know if that's necessarily not true if we're shooting here for a second. I think Miro would kill someone because he's Miro and he kinda yeah. seems nuts. So I think the the way we, we go is Ethan Page, Darby Allen, that's the TNT uh storyline that we're going with. But Miro goes the unhinged, I'm in mean, psychotic. Maybe even Penelope Ford comes out and was like, Miro, 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 like, what are you doing? And then we may get some intergender spot, right, where Miro clotheslines her or power bombs her. I'm not saying that, that, but I'm just saying, I think we're going to leave that match with Miro being the, like, oh, shit. Everybody's
1: scared of Miro.
0: Everybody dies. I know that's Lance Archer's thing, but this is really where it's going to be coming from is Miro. Miro.
1: Now I'm, I'm thinking about Lance Archer and Miro facing off, and God, well, and I want that to happen. Oh. And
0: that's where, that's where I was thinking that this could po- possibly go, because, again, you know how I like to just fantasy book and be in my own world, my own promotion. Where I would go with this is, let's fast forward to next week. We're doing the match. Miro's just murdering him all around the arena, just doing anything and everything he wants to him. He even does like a one-two, pulls his head up, I'm not done beating his ass kind of thing. And then he does a spot outside of the ring where he puts him through the table that gets him uh, disqualified because we can't be doing table spots in a TNT championship match, something like that. Right. But then he's like, I'm not fucking done with him." And so then the reps and all of that, and they have to like push him away. And then, you know, we get word that he gets suspended. And then you have Lance Archer come out the next week in two weeks. And I was like, Hey, heard everyone's scared of this uh, Miro guy. You know who's not scared of this Miro guy? Me. You know what, Miro?
1: Everybody dies.
0: Yeah. And he goes, you're the one that thinks he can kill people. I'm the one that knows everyone dies. And then it's just unsanctioned, lights out, just like they did with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. You make that your new signature match. Lights out Lance Archer, Miro to close a dynamite.
1: Oh, that would be... That'd be money. I'm down. And
0: imagine the, imagine the promos, you know, via satellite. Cause he's not a, uh, allowed in Jacksonville from Miro. And then the retorts from Jake, the snake Roberts, where he's like, Oh, the, I've seen a dime, a dozen of you, you know, you're no different than the iron Sheik or blah, blah, blah. And all of that's like, that would be just money. Anyhow, I'm excited for that. We also got another promo where we got an announcement that Kenny Omega Will be facing the winner of next week's match between number one contender Pac and number two contender Orange Cassidy. Now, before we get into the promo, I saw some things online because apparently we care about other companies, which still I don't understand. Just be a viewer and watch your television, but whatever. But Kenny Omega came out and he was wearing the AEW championship, and Knockin' Nuts was behind him. And he had all the other belts. And some people were saying, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? How could Kenny Omega not be proud of these championships? Da-da-da-da-da. What did you think about that spot where he's not wearing the title except for the AEW championship?
1: I didn't notice that. They don't walk everywhere they go if we're again if we're real in this right if we're kayfabe world and i'm like watching kenny omega i don't expect him going to the grocery store draped in all seven belts that he's got if he's bringing him to the event he's gonna have his posse because that's the kind of guy he is and some of them are gonna carry his belongings and so the one wrapped around his waist is just what he has at the moment it's not like he's like this is the main one and he's on that fucking show so maybe it is you know what i mean like Hey, people are reading way too much into that. And, and this, like, it's a sign of distance. Shut up. Well, he's a heel. That's yeah, the other exactly thing. Exactly, too. Yeah, he's a heel. Yeah.
0: Because I, I would almost understand if he was Cody Rhodes. Let, let's say Cody Rhodes in, in his babyface character that he's doing right now is the belt collector. He's going through all the promotions, taking out all the evil heels from promotions like AAA and Impact Wrestling, right? It would be one thing if he's not wearing the championships, right? He's not proud of the championships. So if he was in that position, I would expect him to have one over shoulder, one over the other shoulder, wearing the other one. Check me out. I'm the belt collector, right? But with Kenny Omega, fuck that. This isn't worth my time. I'm not carrying a triple A. What is that? A, a car insurance? I'm not fucking
1: wearing that goddamn belt. Why would I carry all of Like, you know how much these things weigh? I don't have to do the heavy lifting. I pay people for that.
0: Yeah. And then the other thing that I think, because I also saw this online as I was live tweeting at table show during AEW Dynamite's Blood and Guts, was some people were saying, well, if he doesn't care, why is he doing it? And it brought me to the thought of, Back in the day when Dolph Ziggler was really on fire and he was feuding with Chris Jericho. If you remember, he did this one line where uh, he would beat Chris Jericho in some type of competition on uh, whatever that social media platform that uh, they tried to push that failed. But Dolph Ziggler would be like, oh, you know, playing darts is the fifth best thing I'm good at, like. I kick your ass and I'm not even, this isn't even my thing. And so I, that's where I think Kenny Omega is coming from where, yeah, I'm beating rich swan impact wrestling. You guys realize how good I am. I could go to any of these promotions and do this. So it's like, he doesn't care about the championships. He just cares that like, he needs the almost like Roman reigns acknowledge me that I'm the fucking best. And he's going around doing it this way. So Anyhow, let's get to the promo here. It was announced that Pac versus Orange Cassidy winner gets Kenny Omega at uh, the next pay-per-view, double or nothing. Now, Kenny Omega puts over Pac. He says, Pac's beat me in singles matches. Pac's beat me in tag matches. Pac has beat me in trios matches. Pac has beat me. That's a contender. Orange Cassidy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. And Orange Cassidy, in his King of Sloth style, walks out and says, like, what? He doesn't even say anything. He just looks at him. And this was fun. What did you think about this portion of the I, promo?
1: I love it. And, I mean, that's where we're going. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kenny Omega versus Pac would be good, and, and they may pull that trigger sometime. But I don't think that's where they're going based on how this promo played out. I think we're getting Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy. And I can only imagine how awesome that match is going to be. It's going to be fun.
0: Well, and this is what I like about AEW because, again, wins and losses matter. And, and what I mean by that is we went into the last few weeks thinking it's going to be hangman Adam Page uh, coming in on a white you know horse, kicking everyone's ass of the super elite and taking that title, which, again, I still think is going to happen. Still do. But he lost last week. He lost as number one contender to Brian Cage, so that takes him out of being the number one contender because Pac and Orange Cassidy are winning matches. Orange Cassidy beat uh, Pentagon the previous week and Pac, I believe, beat uh, Trent. So it would make sense that they're going to move up in the rankings. So I got a lot of questions for you here, Tim. One, what do we do with Hangman Adam Page? I don't know what we're doing, yeah. Well, does it make him mad? Does he get pissed off saying like, wait a minute what last week they're saying that these fucking dorks are getting a shot do you realize who i am does he go that route or does he go the you know uh, marvez goes backstage hangman hey, what do you think about tonight's uh number one contenders match winner gets uh kenny omega at double or nothing he's like oh good good i thought that was gonna be me i was not ready
1: no or even the just he could pull that kind of like he did like hey um uh, you know, like there's a two strong competitors and, you know, one of them going to deserve that. Listen, I gotta go take a shit. Um, uh, yeah. I'm out. And then they're like, well, you didn't really, I mean, I, okay. And then right. the dark order he- stand there being goofy and they're like, um, okay. I, I could see, I, I could see this like guns and poses, John Silver and those guys eventually like help Hangman out of like a depression. Right. Um, funk. And then build him back up to like, I can do this. I can I can I can get us out I'm a front of the thumb. I'm a dinosaur <laughs> and fucking and just fucking go, you know? Um, so maybe that's the right. I would like to see that, right? Like he keeps doing the like somebody else is getting man, it could have been me, but you know, I always fuck up. And that kind well, of stuff. And then they're like, hey, don't be that way. You know, if there's one thing Brody taught us, whatever, you know, that and then he's like, I can I am good enough. I am smart enough, right? That kind of thing.
0: And that's that would be really great storytelling because remember the last time he had that depression or identity crisis, the elite kicked him out. Hey, all you're doing is drinking. All you're doing is this. Fuck out of here. Hangman, hey, you're not with us. And then now we go full circle. He's going through this same depression and the inner or in the uh, dark orders like you are the man and they're the wind beneath his wings to get that title from Kenny Omega. The other thing I, I wanted to talk about, though, is How great is it that a feud that we thought was going nowhere between death triangle and the best friends ends up a number one contenders match for the AEW championship. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awesome? You had all of these layers of Chuck and uh, Ray Phoenix, Pentagon and Trent, you know, Orange Cassidy and Pac, all this stuff. And now it leads to a payoff from this feud where the winner of this feud goes to take on, Kenny Omega. I thought that was great. Uh that was a really low-key cool moment where it felt like it come out came out of nowhere where the announcement was just like really those two guys, but when you start to look at it, you know, take a step back and look at it, makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. All right, so what now happened? let's get yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now let's get to it. All right. This is what we're here to talk about. Mm. It is the blood and guts match. Inner Circle taking on the Pinnacle. First thing I want to say before I get your thoughts is credit to AEW for always referring to past War Game matches as Blood and Guts matches. Did you catch that?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, they were like, hey, he was in the remember? first. He was in the, yeah. yeah. He, was Anderson that was supposed in the first to be the name of it first or something? Like, are, are they throwing back to, like, was that intended to be the name of the match before it was turned to War Games? Oh, I don't know. I just yeah. know that
0: Cody went to go file the trademark and then WWE is like, nah, we got that shit. Uh,
1: so, mm, but create your own history, right? Like- well, so what was it? Like, why, what, why can they copy the exact, there was something about it. Like, was it Dusty that made some of it or something? Like, I can't remember. Like, there was something about that. Like, there was a legal battle over that. Not necessarily battle, but like mm-hmm. legal snafu somewhere in there. And I think like he was able to be like, I on this. You know what I mean, or like a, you know what I mean, or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't exactly remember the details, but it was some legal battle breaking kayfabe of WWE Cody yeah. trying to because he's over had legal issues names. with them
1: too. Like he just recently was allowed to start using the Rhodes name again. Like mm-hmm. interesting.
0: Yeah, it is interesting, but again, credit to the commentary team for always referring to Arn Anderson was in the first blood and guts match. Uh, Tony Blancher was also in the first blood and guts match, so I like. And that And they never flubbed detail. it.
1: Like not even the, like you know they that somebody wrote that in there, but like they never screwed it up. You didn't have Jim Ross like going like, "Well, I remember War Games '84." Like, God damn it, Jim, we're calling it blood and guts. Oh, fucking, fucking Jim. Jim. God <laughs> yeah. damn
0: it. Or Tony messes up. Oh man, so sorry, guys. Okay
1: dude Uh, hey did you catch tony something was up with him during the night though when people were doing promos was he like was he mouthing the promos or something like he was kind of like you got to watch the youtube to see but like he was kind of like i don't know if he was out of it that night he seemed off he seemed a little weird like in the in the like stand-up interviews Mm -hmm. and stuff wouldn't
0: shock me he's old Mm. i think he's three Mm -hmm. years younger than kazarian oh that's old yeah, that's pretty. Oh, cool. That's real. Yeah. Uh, so here it is: blood and guts, inner circle, pinnacle. It starts off Sammy Guevara and mm. FTR one mm. bald bald FTR, and yeah. we get right to it. I swear on you Fear the rogue day, game. Is good. <laughs> yeah, right. it was. Man, oh. it was this. So uh, actually, let's take a step back. Let's uh, let's really okay. dissect
1: this. All right.
0: What do you okay. think about first? the the pinnacle all white everything coming out looking like a million bucks and then the contrast of the inner circle coming out in prison gears from where their because hometown is
1: they're they're flipped of the heel and face roles too right like it, it's the the heels should have been wearing the black and the face, but i think like that was also a point of it like they they're kind of like the pinnacle thinks they're right like they think they're mm-hmm. the, the 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 morally superior folks here and the inner circle's been like we're going to fuck you up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we know how to get dirty. And so it was fun. It was real fun.
0: And I tell you what, there was blood all over this match. And it started from what seemed like minute one. Uh We got right to it. Bald FTR is bleeding from his head. Uh, a little bit later, Sammy Guevara, I believe, is bleeding from the top of his head Somebody forehead. missed
1: a spot, though. I forget what that was like where they missed, like, the diving um headbutt Sammy Guevara (laughs) yeah Yeah, he tried to jump from one ring to the other and he ate shit
0: now he also a little bit later on the match when Sean Spears gets in there does that one ring to the other ring back Spanish fly spot that was pretty fun yeah that was so amazing and and this is what one thing I, I really liked about the match is it felt like momentum legitimately changed When a new person came in and obviously the pinnacle had the advantage, but when Sean Spears got in the Pinnacle had the advantage, but by the time that both Santana and Ortiz got in the inner circle had the advantage. And then by the time Jericho finally entered into the match, you know, the inner circle had the advantage for, for the moment. I I enjoyed that they took the new person being introduced for a real momentum shift instead of just, like, you know, Jake Hager takes out another member of FTR. It's like, no, no, no. He would get fucked up because now it's three on two or whatever the numbers are. I, I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed, you had mentioned Sammy Guevara eating shit, which he totally did, but I enjoyed the messiness of this match. Oh, yeah.
1: I, it was real. It felt real. Like, this was it a felt fight. felt like a fight. Yeah, again, it, that's what I'm saying, like, to some of these guys who do like the where we shit on the young buck style of match because we're like oh they barely clip a guy or they and I'm like it's okay like miss miss once in a while with that style you would miss more often than not that's the point is like you're gonna miss some but you're gonna keep going and you're gonna hit them with a few of them and that same thing here it felt right like there was some miscues there was some whatever like there were some trips and falls because that's what would happen and blood is a slippery fucking substance you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's not, trust me. God damn it, you fucking say you trust me right now. <laughs> I trust <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, right, you. Want, man. You want my wallet? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh,
0: and I also liked that, well, hold on, I'm so sorry. Uh, going back to your point, yeah, you can't tell me it's high risk if they hit it every single time. Right. A high risk move and it's 100 percent successful isn't high risk yeah. because you're hitting it every time. It's pretty low risk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's low risk
0: if you fucking do it 100 yeah. percent efficient. Uh, but the other point that I liked uh, about this match is when guys inside the cage, you know, were getting their face just grinded on the, the steel cage. The guys on the outside, specifically, there was a moment where I believe it was Sammy Guevara getting his face just put up against the cage mm-hmm. by Wardlow, and MGF is like, look at this. Do you see yeah, this? This yeah. Is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that. That was really cool.
1: Yeah. I like the even the Wardlow-Hager uh, showdown. They did that well. I like when mm-hmm. everybody was in the ring, how they had them oh. like, kind of square off and everybody yeah. in the same side. That was a good spot. Yeah.
0: And also, going back to how this was a messy fucking match, one of the rings fell apart. Yeah, uh,
1: they they they, started stabbing him with the damn ring post. (laughs) They stabbed him with the ring post. They took
0: up the mat to expose the wood. And, good God, it was just blood everywhere. And I like that. This is blood and gut. I don't, you know... Uh, I, I listened to to that busted up open radio and, and Bully Ray made the point that only MJF should have bled because it was his blood that mattered the most. And, you know, you, you got to get the money out of it. And he called it grotesque that, that uh, FTR would bleed. And I'm like, really, Bully? Did you forget your whole entire career in Dude, ECW? Bully,
1: that was wrong. Yeah. Wrong totally take. Wrong, wrong take. Yeah.
0: But it made sense that everyone would be battered and bruised and bloodied. One, because it's blood and guts. And two, because... Sean Spears and Sammy Guevara hate each other. FTR and Santana Ortiz hate each other. Yeah. Like it would make well, sense and they would all be. It's sharp
1: steel and it's it's you know what I mean? Now like my son was a little upset, honestly, that there was no guts. He was like, Oh, I mean, I, I understand the blood, but you said blood and guts. I wanna see and I wanna see somebody's large intestine sitting in the ring, you know what I mean? Well, goddamn, Santana tried to get it out of MJF, bringing
0: that fork into the ring, taking it to his fork. forehead and whatever. A fucking fork! <laughs>
1: he's stabbing him in the head with a fork. I forgot about the goddamn it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, he brought out a fork. And he, and then he licked started, it. Yes, well, it, he licked it. Ah. It, it, licked it. The guts it took to and lick, lick that fork. There's no telling fork. where MJF has been, man. Like, he looks
0: dirty. I he's know he got dresses nice.
1: Hepatitis X.
0: Yeah, he's walking yeah. around with syphilis. Easy. Allegedly, but 100%. With a herb civil aids, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know what uh, i So let's get to the finish here. So we get uh, – I, I believe Tully Blanchard took the uh, took the keys away from mm-hmm. one of the reps to get MJF out. Which is good Christian, too, right?
1: Tully gets to yeah. give somebody a house your father and get to yeah. –
0: Which makes sense, right? He can't just be sitting there with his thumb on his ass. He's got to be a part of it somehow. Or this so, suit for something, god damn it. Yeah, you know, he's here for a reason – Uh, So he gets the keys. MJF gets out. But then, of course, Chris Jericho gets out with him. We go up to the top of the cage. And now let's break a little kayfabe here because this is when we kind of shit the bed. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. AW shit the bed once the two guys got to the top of the cage.
1: Sharp turn. Everything went south for me. Even Jericho climbing up, I was like, I get it. You're slippery in your blood and you're trying to make sure you don't fall. But, like it came across that way. You know what <laughs> I mean? It, it, so, yeah,
0: but there was, you know, w- we had a poorly shot, uh, uh, moment where Chris Jericho is obviously taking out his razor blade from his wrist that he taped up. He's holding it in one hand as he's getting arm barred, uh, from MJF, which you could just see, you know? Yep. Uh, and then fast forward to uh oh, um, at one
1: point i saw him giving uh mjf the spot like to throw him off like he was talking yeah. to him and mjf had like he was like what did you say yeah
0: yeah and and this is again where it, if you want to uh go back to uh the previous pay-per-view where the uh, explosion that didn't happen happened uh this is another thing where the talent is not at fault here and I believe if you had the opportunity to reshoot this, you would. And in pro wrestling, you don't always have that opportunity, especially because they did this match live. But, you know, we, we, we talk about, hey, did you hear Samoa Joe is now available? And apparently, you know, if you're if you're going to read the dirt sheets, uh, Daniel Bryan's contract is expired in WWE. He might be available. I will say this. The only hiring that needs to be done on AW or in AEW is behind the camera. Everything in front is fucking home runs. Eddie Kingston, Pac, I mean, you can go down the list. Wholesale,
1: as weird as this sounds, I would rather, if we're going to get Daniel, or Brian Danielson and Samoa Joe show up somewhere at the same place, I'd rather it be Impact at this point, and let's make that place cool also. Yes, You know exactly. what I mean? Like, or MLW, or whatever it is, but like... Mm-hmm. It, you would be flooding a w and that was the problem with w w e and that's why you guys weren't featured as much somewhere else, even I don't care. let's get three shows going
0: yeah uh, to to that point, if you bring in Brian Danielson. What I would fear is that means less time for Sammy Guevara or Kip Sabian. It's exactly or what it would mean. Scorpio Sky, and those are the people who yeah. I want to see because they have a brighter future. Yeah, and look, more I've seen everything Brian
1: Danielson's gonna do. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I know he's like, I want to go do this and I want to go do this. And yes, you may do some cool things, but it's nothing you haven't done. Right. Exactly. Now, to my point, though, is. I
0: don't know the backstage people. Obviously we've heard of Kevin Dunn since we were little kids. Cause he's been around since the dawn of time in pro wrestling, but I want more producers, right? Tony Khan obviously has the money and the resources and, in other businesses, he needs to be taking people maybe from his soccer team that has been doing producing or whatever, and bring them into AEW. Cause the only things that are failing, in my opinion for AEW, and again, we can nitpick with young buck things and all of that kind of stuff, but the biggest sore thumb initially was the women's division, but they've put their efforts to build that up into something respectable. But now it's the Camera angles and the shots and the cuts to a different camera those things are not good right now
1: yeah so specifically like with this throw off of the thing it's i wholly get him being cautious and making sure he's hitting the the flat back and all of that and and i get that you're not going to have him fall on actual steel plates and so you made him look like steel plates but that you didn't think to also make the backside look like steel plates and maybe paint the sides gray and those kind of things are that's the amateur hour thing. Like he's not going to land on these things and they're going to stay flat. If he did that, you'd kill him. So that's <laughs> like so that's why you made these things so they'll move. But you can't have the bottom of them just the foam. <laughs> like you just gave away the whole game. And the way it was shot was bad too. Who was it? Vader who stepped on the 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 fucking rubber mallet. Mm-hmm. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? That's the same yeah. thing here. Same idea. Yep, exactly. And, the, and this is where,
0: you know, I know WWE, we can criticize till the moon of all the dumb things that they've done. But you can also look to su- some successes of what they've done. And if you knew that they were going to that you were going to do a spot where he's getting thrown off the cage, why aren't you watching how. Now, I know Mankind was like a legit throw off the cage through some bullshit, but why aren't you shooting it that way? Or when Rikishi got thrown off the cage uh, by Undertaker in that Hell in the Cell match, you know, you shoot it wide and then you shoot it under. Like, you shoot it under to show like, oh, fuck, look how high it is. And then you shoot it wide just like, see how far he fell? This fucking far. But you don't just follow him because like you said, one, we're going to see the card trick here and two if you're not gonna paint the fucking shit then don't show the shit you know yep if Dar- and, and that's again where it's like well, you get away with that when darby allen does it because darby I, allen wants to do it
1: i will have a critique on some of the performers too though um when they're like okay 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 fine don't throw them off we will surrender which was a bad booking move to begin with but then like when Ooh. they did it and he threw them off They didn't really react the way they should have. Like they were just kind of like, ah, Chris, hey, Chris, you all right? Like, no, you thought you like, were like, no, 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 don't do it. We surrender because you know what I mean? Don't kill him. Well, then he killed him. (laughs) Like why, why was nobody running up there after? Why were they just like, ah, you pointing at him like he's the WrestleMania sign. Like that, I felt that one was a little flat. So. Yeah,
0: let's talk about the finish. So as you mentioned, uh, Sammy Guevara specifically surrenders for the inner circle because MJF threatens to throw uh, Chris Jericho off the top of the cage. Here's where, again, little details that I love AEW, but you could have improved on if I paid, for example, if I was a a, a uh, attendee for AEW Dynamite's blood and guts and I'm sitting in the crowd. I don't know what the fuck is happening. You have microphones. Grab a fucking microphone like, or have the ref yeah. running around and putting it in these guys' mouths. Not in their mouths, but up to them to say, "Like, do you quit? Because you know, the only way you can win is submission or surrender. So their microphone needs to be there. Because Sammy Guevara is just yelling, if I'm not there, or if I'm there and I'm not watching on TV, I just go like, I don't know, the mad... The match is over. Why? I guess it's over. Yeah. Why do
1: you throw him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It
0: was unclear.
1: Well, and then so it all came a little more clear because the idea of like you surrender or 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 submit, and I was like, wasn't that the same thing? But then I see the difference here, right? The surrender is like, okay, you're you're not actively making them submit to a move, Mm -hmm. but they're just like, I can't do this now. Um, But yeah, here's where I think they could salvage some of that is maybe we get a little down the road and Sammy Guevara was in on that.
0: And that's and what I want to talk about. Yeah. So the the detail I would have fixed there is have Sammy Guevara grab the microphone to let the audience and obviously us know inner circle surrenders. We don't want to have Chris Jericho die. Now uh, I did see a still shot, but they didn't shoot this very well. But as MJF is throwing Chris Jericho off the cage, Sammy Guevara is climbing up. There is a moment where he's climbing up. Chris Jericho's falling down and he's looking. But again, we didn't show the audience that. Mm -hmm. And I understand what we're doing here. Like the crowd doesn't see that because he's climbing on the other side of the cage. They don't necessarily see it because it's not a clear view. Little details like that, again, where you can improve. But regardless, let's talk about that. I think we're leading to something with this. I think it was very specific that it was Sammy Guevara surrendering for the inner circle and not jake hager or right uh santana it Ortiz. would be the
1: ultimate swerve to have him align with the pinnacle after all or, of the shit that's gone down
0: or you could go into chris jericho go psycho and thinks the fuck is this thinks, kid
1: thinks that's what it is
0: yeah <laughs> I mean. why is this kid calling the end of matches that i'm in no that never happens he's a fucking rookie compared to me no, you think you? you why is this quitter
1: mm-hmm. here you are quitting again you quit on the inner circle and now you quit the blood and gut smash and mm-hmm. the, you know what i mean yeah yeah and then he goes
0: even more into the wait a minute you think you make the decisions for this group let them fucking kill me. You guys can still beat this group. Yeah. You should have never
1: quit. Because then you can make the decisions after I'm dead, right? Like, yeah, yeah, something
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're getting finally the Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, something.
1: The les, I don't know The Sex Gods break up. Oh, the, the Lay Sex Gods of sex. explode. Oh. Name of your sex tape? Hey. Hey. Maybe. Yeah. I might name the episode, Lace, Sex Gods Explode.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm trying to think. (laughs) Yeah, It's going to get some clicks. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that was AEW Dynamite's Blood Mm. and Guts. Overall, as I mentioned, we talked about it beforehand, but now that we reviewed, has your opinion changed? What do you think? Uh, As we go into next week's very stacked episode, where, again, we're getting Orange Cassidy versus Pac, Young Bucks SCU.
1: They do a great job of doing that, right? Like, we built to this event, we're here at this event, and we're also building to next week, right? They've got that hustle, that down, right? Like, they don't just leave you going like, all right, cool, what's going to happen next week? Like, we have something to be anticipating.
0: Yeah, th- but but they also leave enough to where it's like, I don't know, segment for segment, what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh I love it. I love that next week. I know two big matches. I mean, I believe there's even more. I think Jade Cargill is going to be interviewed, things of that nature. But yeah, to your point, it's we got to blood and guts. Now that you're here, make sure you stay. That's the most important thing to do as a promoter and anything, right? You go to a big UFC fight and it's Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier three. But you know what you're going to see there? The match for Francis and Ganu, like you're the, the preview for Francis and Ganu next month. Like that's how you promote is you're here. Stay <laughs> like that's yeah. what you should be doing. Man. Yeah. So AEW Dynamite, yeah. another just kick-ass episode. But again. The number one thing, number one, two, and three thing that they need to improve upon is behind the camera. Producers, cameramen, whatever it is, that needs to improve yesterday.
1: Well, Blood and Guts was amazing, uh, and we had fun watching it, but now that we're done talking about Blood and Guts, let's talk about Piss and Vomit, and we're going to talk about the WWE NXT world now. Now... I've got a couple things. I've got four things written down out of all of it. All of it. All of Raw, SmackDown, NXT that even slightly interest me. Um, one doesn't even interest me. I'm just, I'm going to ask. Okay. Why the fuck, what is the deal with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler? Why are they on every fucking show? Why do they keep pushing them when everything the fans are telling them is like, we don't want this anymore. Nobody. Why? Why are they on everything and doing nothing? They're that's on everything. The and They do nothing. Like that's fuck. the thing. If
0: they're if if they're on every episode, but they're the most captivating storyline. Okay, I want to see more of what they're telling me. But when everything they say is a fucking fast forward, why are we doing this more? It ha- it has to be an inside joke for Vincent man. It has to be him <laughs> ribbing us. It has to be.
1: Because they said so they want a women tax team. I'm going to give them goddamn Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler.
0: <laughs> and if they don't like it, they're obviously sexist. They hate women. Cause I'm giving them all the women they can handle. I'm giving them Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler every fucking week on every fucking show. And it's like, no, no, you're not. I mean, you are, but you're not, you're an asshole. Uh, I didn't watch raw again. Because the best baker in America was on, and that was a very good uh I mean, day. That's episode. understandable.
1: I get it. I get it.
0: But I did see because I follow him on social media, uh, to your point, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were still doing Nia Jax Falls because it was funny that Mandy Rose fell at WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, that's what the, they overdo it. It's it's not good. The, nothing they do is good, and and because of it, even the thing that you think you're like, ah even you would think we don't necessarily like Natalia and Tamina, but we'd be like, I would get behind them getting there. Like, Hey, here's thanks for your good work. Women's tag team title run over this. And they're not even giving us that. Like they just keep stalling that. And it's like, God damn, you guys do nothing. You fucking do nothing. You don't do any fucking thing with these fucking people. Well,
0: and, and it's also, it's also just maddening because, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Lana and Naomi taking on Shayna and Nia, Nia Jax for the tag team championships, right? Yeah. Which they lost three times in a row. In, yeah, in, right. Again, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe that Naomi yeah. and Lana have beat anyone to become well, number one contenders. That's the again.
1: thing. If, if your tag team division, your women's tag team division was so stacked that you had to give NXT their own unique women's tag team division, then why the fuck are they wrestling the same people all the goddamn time? Mhm. And mm-hmm. you fire the oh. Iconics.
0: Ugh. Yeah.
1: The only real tag team you had. <laughs> it's the only one. The fucking one. You got rid of it.
0: Stupid. Uh,
1: all right. What's the next topic? <laughs> Speaking of breaking up tag teams, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They fucking. Because without the hurt business, it's, it's a little harder to maintain. I get it. But like. You still would have found some ways to tell some stories because now Cedric Alexander's lost anything that he's gotten out of here. Shelty B, nobody's ever going to give a shit about. So, like, I just don't know why they pulled these triggers. Ugh. Well, you know why,
0: Tim. Because they do a one-in, one-out. Right? So, yeah. RK-Bro is the tag oh, team. God. So you got to get right. rid of one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it's Cedric, and, and then and uh, uh, Shelton Benjamin. They only do this one in, one out. It's it's well, we got one team, but what are we gonna do the other one? Well, we got to break those up. Well, what if we re- reunited them? Well, then we got to break up the RK bro. It's just that's what they do because they're fucking dumb. They're fucking
1: dumb. It is fucking dumb. <laughs> they're dumb. All right. Well, here's something that's good on the NXT side of thing. The way continue this like Indy Hartwell. Dexter Loomis saga, they're like, sending flowers trying to make people like fight. I like the idea of like Dexter Loomis is feared by everybody because he's creepy and he like kidnaps people and everything. But like as we find out, like he's not really so bad. Like he's has good, honest intentions. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's just miss you know what I mean, he's a little off and doesn't understand. Just what like he's Dexter. Doing. Just yeah, like Dexter. I... But yet everybody like the the real mean people are people taking advantage of that. Like mm-hmm. like your Johnny Garganos and stuff. I like this.
0: I I really hope Indy goes baby face psycho and becomes another Dexter type character, not to where it was fiend and Alexa bliss. And then we fucking shit the bed there, but just like, a, even
1: them as a weird creepy tag team, kidnap people and shit wouldn't be terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Cause now if you look at it, the fiend is gone and Alexa bliss is the new fiend, but in the women's division. So what the fuck does that matter? But what I'm saying is though, I want to see Indy transform from the way to a new way and goes with Dexter. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, but, yeah, I like it. And, and Indy and uh, and what's-her-ass are the new tag team champs. Oh, they did do that, huh?
1: Yeah. Just speaking of the tag new... team champs. Tag team champs, there you go. An actual tag team. Good job, NXT. Tom, if we somehow, like, went viral, right, and became a thing, we would have a good chance of, like, showing up on Raw as, like, guest host and winning the tag team championships because, like, that's just how they treat tag teams there. It's just the f- –
0: it's so bad. It's not a it, real thing. I, it, it it's <laughs> always been that way in my opinion. Like I know we've had little pockets Since of Since like the
1: like demolition rockers well, thing like that was the last of it I feel like.
0: No, cuz we had so we had a pocket where it was Edge and Christian, oh, yeah, the Hardys, the, Hardys, the, the Dudleys, yep, yeah, APA. Right. Yeah, there's
1: little pockets, but that's generally the talent that comes along that's
0: Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and then it's as soon as that's over, and we realize that JBL can be a good star, then we hate tag teams forever. And it's like, what the fuck? Anyhow, it just it's it's disappointing.
1: It is disappointing. Uh, well, we we hinted at this, but we didn't dive into this exact topic. Daniel Bryan is out of WWE.
0: Is this real? Yeah, I do. I think it's real, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I think it's a. Hey guys, my contract's up. I'm not keeping doing this shit. Especially now that Maybe it looks legends like the Legends pan- contract kind of thing. Yeah. I think now that, especially since the pandemic looks to be you don't loosening, think,
1: you don't think he'll pull the one offs like the I'm going to show up for an AEW pay per view and give somebody the match, a, a dream match kind of a thing? No, I'm going likes- to show up at NJPW and I'm going to show up at ROH and give somebody a thing.
0: Now, where I could easily see him going for a one-off kind of thing is it's being reported. If again, if you're uh, uh, believing the dirt sheets here, that MLW and WWE are going to have a working relationship. I could see him going to MLW and Hold working with uh, Junior Fatu. Hold the phone. I believe his name is. That's wrong.
1: Well, it's not the same. Who owns ROH right now? It's not the same guy who did when they were, right? No, 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 no. He no. he he started. He was that was Sapolsky, right? Or yeah, Gabe. And Sipul- he, he did yeah, evolve. Yeah, he
0: did evolve. And now Gabe works for right him. Because
1: I was going to say we could get Daniel Bryanson. Yeah, Brian Danielson, whatever his fucking yeah, name is. Yeah, sure. That fucking guy, the guy with the beard. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, we get him. We get Samoa Joe. Get CM Punk. ROH. Triple main yeah. event, right? Or three way, right? Triple threat. Mm-hmm. Totally. They could go totally. anywhere, but like ROH would be the place that would be like,
0: oh, this is it. where we do it. Hey, hey, do a fatal four way and put in Dak Draper. <laughs> Love Dak Draper.
1: Love Dak Draper, but that's not fitting the the point here. Right? <laughs> I don't care.
0: I want Dak Draper in there. Yeah. Daniel Bryan doesn't have a fucking point always being. Yeah, but a like, if threat. they went
1: back to ROH and did a a thing,
0: yeah. No, this is what I think about Daniel Bryanson or Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, whatever the fuck his name is. No,
1: I want uh, him to be Daniel Bryanson now, right? Like just change it, right? That's
0: yeah. what he is in MLW. Yeah. yeah, have him do a one off in MLW. That's his name. But going he's, back he, to where Everywhere I, he
1: goes is somewhere different, right? He's like Brian Danielson here, he's Daniel Bryanson there, he's Brian Danielson here, you he you know what I mean, Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. there, like all that shit.
0: Uh, but what, what I
1: honestly—Danny Bryan I think, somewhere else.
0: <laughs> what I think about uh, Daniel Bryan though is—is is I think because the pandemic and the restrictions are starting to loosen, and I think traveling is going to be a thing. I think he looked at the contract and said, "Hey, I'm not going to go on the road each and every week with you guys. This is nope, not doing that shit anymore. Still got the bad head, and I'm risking my life at each and every week, so I'm going to make it count." Uh, I see Edge has a fun contract. Uh, give me that. I want that contract. And I think he's going to get an Edge contract. Because the other thing, again, if you read the the dirt sheets, like I don't, but I, I do see on my Twitter timeline, uh, apparently Daniel Bryan has some influence in the writing of SmackDown. And I think he enjoys that. And now he could obviously get that at AEW or Ring of Honor and things like that. But when you're doing it for a WrestleMania, it means a little bit more than if you're doing it for, you know, yeah whatever it is right so i think he's gonna stay but i think he's gonna stay like if you guys are traveling i ain't jumping on that road with you i'm staying at home call me at SummerSlam.
1: that makes sense that makes sense well i guess then we know let's talk about one more thing what's that
0: i did see this so motherfuckers (laughs) we fire (laughs) we fire samoa joe the Iconics, the other guy, oh God, and the other yeah. guy. Oh,
1: no. And we oh, bring back Yo, Evolution, bro, uh, Eva Marie. This is, is the quintessential, like, the epitome of the issue. They are the most out of touch I think I've ever seen them be in WWE. You could have polled 100 fans, and they would have said, don't fucking do that. Don't fucking—nobody wants to see her. Now, I get if you're like, oh, we can get some heat for it, like, but it's going to be the bad heat. Unless she has wildly improved and we haven't seen it, and I'm not going to discredit that that could be a thing. Okay. I am. But, <laughs> motherfucker, like— yeah. Even when you remove everything, like how do you, like when you go, okay, well, we got rid of Joe. he was going to take a talent contract when he can't wrestle or we won't let him wrestle. Mm -hmm. The Iconics, maybe there was something, we don't know, maybe they were trying to renegotiate and we're like, look, I don't want to fucking pay you that much, you guys aren't important, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Visas weren't working, I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. They fucking, you know, but then like you go, Eva Marie, that's the the thing. It's like, you know what this is? This screams... Total Divas needs to fucking revamp or something is what it screams.
0: Well, a couple of things for me that it's so infuriating. One, she's coming back as herself, like as her first character. She's not reinventing herself mm-hmm. as a new person. She's just coming back as Eva Marie. And again, we're trying the same fucking character again. We tried this with uh yeah. dashwood
1: which we means tried it with live morgan not to interrupt you too much but like the, which means this is how out of touch they are they think it was that she just wasn't ready to pull it off it wasn't that it's that we were like fuck this this sucks and we don't like her
0: but you were saying well, <laughs> I mean. but yeah so it's the same character that we're yeah. still trying it was uh Tenille dashwood first mm-hmm. uh, evolution but then she didn't feel comfortable about that apparently and so we kick that to the curb. She then we do Liv Morgan. Well,
1: she we, stole something, didn't she? <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. But but then Liv Morgan tries the same character mm-hmm. and we say now she's a lesbian with Lana, so then we put the script on that and then go back to the to the riot squad. And now we're doing it with Eva Marie. I wouldn't even be, be mad, honestly, Tim. I would not be mad is if they brought her in and the uh, Sonia Deville role where she's feuding with Adam Pierce if you're just gonna say hey Eva Marie's back but she's in a power position
1: I'd prefer to even this lean into what I just said like this screams of like it's only total divas and you only want her for the modeling like lean into that have her basically be like I'm only here to fucking I'm gonna be on reality tv in no time so fuck you and like you know what I mean have her suck at wrestling, but find a way to get over, you know, have her get somebody helps her cheat or something. You know what I mean? Because she's promising them that sweet reality Total Divas money or something. Yeah. I'd rather have that than whatever the fuck it feels like they're going to do.
0: Well, it feels like, again, it, like... This is where I got so excited about AEW because I was telling people, like, look at Jungle Boy versus Darby Allin. Those are two distinct characters. And now you go over to WWE and specifically in their women's division. What's the fucking difference between Mandy Rose, uh,
1: Dana Brooke,
0: Lana, and now Eva Marie? What is the fucking difference between those four?
1: Nothing. And even even, um, Naomi. The only difference is, like, oh, she glows.
0: Yeah, there's fucking no
1: difference. They're all the same character.
0: Fuck out of here. Anyhow, what were you saying? Fuck that.
1: (laughs) Well, then I think we can uh, transition out of the WWE NXT world. We, We touched it, and we can get to what, you know, we talked about blood and guts. We talked about, you know, NXT, WWE, and now is a chance for you to chime in. And you can do that by going to Twitter following us at table show and as you're watching wrestling whenever you're thinking about wrestling whenever you're thinking about us which i know is a lot of the times throughout the week Thanks. use hashtag tweet the table and we're going to read some of them on here i picked out four i think tom picked out something he didn't tell me about and so yeah. i won't have graphics for you guys i got graphics for some of you i'll put up your name you'll look cool you can show your friends and family friend slash family maybe it's the same person but tom didn't tell me so some of you aren't going to get that treatment because you know what Tom doesn't love you as much as I love the others, but it's neither here nor there, but you use hashtag tweet the table and it's super fun because this is how you chime in with the table nation. This is how you get to meet new people. This is how you get to share your thoughts and we can shit on them. It's great. Everybody has a fun time. Love it. Love it. Love it. By the way, we're on YouTube. Somebody shit on our YouTube comments uh over there youtube.com slash spanish announce tube check that out if you're only listening to the audio podcast you can be seeing our faces right now and here we go we're gonna start with at katie first lady she says post a little a uh post a video here of roman reign's new entrance theme and she says about time still a little similar to the original but this is an upgrade hashtag to the table thumbs up emoji
0: yeah it was about time that we needed to retire the shield theme uh, I, I think, again, if we ever get John Moxley coming back as Dean Ambrose and then we do Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, you know, that music will hit harder because we haven't heard it. Right. Uh, or if we decided just to do Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Babyface, and we bring back that music, then it has a little bit more of a pop. Uh, and I, I like this music. It was, it was more modern. It feels a little bit better for the character that he is. The, you know, military thing didn't really fit with the head of the table. So. I thought it was a really good move.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is a better uh, a better set of music for him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll move on. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to At Devil Vamp. He says, a bit of a critique. Can we please get these camera shots correct? We didn't even have a shot of Santana going into the match. Come on, bro. Wow. We have done this for over two years now. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag AEW blood and guts. P.S. Also, the music is still too low. What music? I think he he said since the beginning that their entrance music is not loud enough and like the music that they play and stuff.
0: I did like – did you hear when uh, Jurassic Express came out? That crowd was trying to sing along Mm -hmm. with uh, Tarzan Boy. Mm -hmm. I love it. That was great. I cannot wait to go to an AEW show and sing along with Tarzan Boy. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, Okay,
1: I got you. I thought you were calling Jungle Boy. No, (laughs) no, no. no, That's the name of the song. Okay, I got you.
0: so I, I no fact know. checks god damn it <laughs> yeah i just yeah, i like yeah, that song right, it's yeah. one of my favorites yeah um i don't know about the music i won't to me it sounds fine but if it doesn't sound to you totally fine we've talked though about the camera shots yeah yes. you gotta improve because if santana's doing something fucking cool well we're not gonna see it if you're not shooting it
1: key point is what i have up behind us right now so we do the spot with jericho we already said like the camera shot was sucked to in- to get down there. But now in the melee, you've got the guy standing over the medics who are really checking on him, and he's got to like open his eye and talk to them while the guy's got a fucking zoom in close up of his face over here. Uh, you know, like guys, you got me. you know what I mean? Like you can't zoom in while he's like, "No, nah, I'm all right. Just, you know, feel like I got to take a shit. Can we wrap this up?"
0: Yeah. My leg hurts. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. I just, oh, you got to work on it. Now, again, I don't know who these people are. Maybe they're former WWE guys or girls. And if that's the case, get your shit together. If they're new and Cody's taking a chance on a producer and stuff, we can be a little bit more patient, I guess. But again, this was probably your most seen Dynamite episode since the Shaq episode. I think it had comparable numbers.
1: I think it had like 1.1 million almost or something like that.
0: And you can't be making rookie mistakes with not showing us what you should be showing us or showing us stuff you shouldn't be showing us. So I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Devil vamp. Good stuff. All right. Let's move into at Sean, excuse me, at hallmark of Swede. He says, hashtag tweet the table. I said several years ago that Rusev will never be my cup of tea. And I'm here today to tell you that I was right. Miro, on the other hand, is a tea I can drink all day. I'm so excited to watch him murder Darby Allen. I mean, that's what he promised to do. He will. He
0: Again, will. I, he promised. Yeah.
1: I believe Miro, when he says he's going to do something, I, I don't doubt that Miro's going to do it.
0: They should have done uh, next week's match on last week's episode because we're going to probably see Darby Allen's blood and guts.
1: Hmm, it's good.
0: Hey, Good. now that we're on uh Sean Spears, first off, hopefully you're recovering well, but he also sent another
1: He sent several hashtag,
0: Yeah, but he so sent many. a hashtag, hashtag tweet table that I wanted to read on the episode mm-hmm. that I did not prepare you for. So Yes, okay, all right. Let me take over for a quick second. And then Ooh. I got a follow up as well.
1: God damn, Tom. So yeah, this is the people tweet- that Tom does not love as much as I love to prepare you. For graphics he sprung this one on me late I minute did. edition but more tweet the tables is always better than less tweet the tables
0: of course and uh to ash who will hear a uh, second here i apologize uh to sean spears absolutely love the match at blood and guts uh so thankful for your work but again wanted to read your uh other tweet the table here so it's hashtag tweet the table okay so gun to your head one wwe star and one aw wrestler has to switch places spot and all which ones and why mm. so that's the first one i'll read the follow-up hashtag tweet the table from ash Hendricks 92 he says for me it would be Rains and kenny because they are arguably the best workers in each company right now hashtag tweet the table so we heard from ash Hendricks. hallmark gave us the uh question you mean Sean Yeah, uh, hashtag What's that?
1: You mean Sean Spears?
0: Well, yes, but Sean Spears' Twitter account,
1: Hallmark of Swede. We know, uh, Sean. Yes, we know, Sean. We get it. We'd like you to just open up in a minute because then you can come on with QT Marshall next time. Which QT, I promise, next week we're gonna get to get you you on there. But you and Sean can come on, and you know, you don't have to hide behind this Hallmark of Swede thing. Um, As fun as that is, you know, we all
0: right. So gun to your head, you're switching. You're switching two guys, spot and all. Two girls, could be either. Or a guy and a girl, I guess, because he didn't specify. Uh, Who are you going with?
1: Mm. I'm going to put Shayna Baszler on AEW.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, moving over to WWE, I'm going to put Matt Hardy, because fuck him, and I don't want him on AEW anymore. (laughs) Yes! yes solved a great fucking problem thanks yes that's a good one
0: yes i like it Shayna baszler to AEW mm. would be pretty yeah, i badass. don't know i
1: have to think a little longer if i was gonna like pick somebody else i was trying to think of a male that i might plug over but i honestly like i think I, that is part of the problem is wwe doesn't know how to tell the stories right now so i don't know who i would pluck over here is going to tell a better story over there well i just don't know i got well, who your do answer. you got all right
0: yeah i got your answer and uh I actually did a TikTok about this. So head over to our TikTok page. You TikToked? I TikToked this. All right. Uh, I posed the question and also. Old man answered. TikToks. Yes. So thank you, uh, Sean Spears. For that is a asking. promise
1: we give you. We will give you old man TikToks. We'll give mm-hmm. you old man tweets. We'll yeah. We this podcast. We give you lots of stuff. So go to SpanishAnnouncetable.net. Hit that donate button. Hit the merch button. Buy something. All the other links, all the social media's up there. Check it out. You can watch the videos. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come do on. You were saying. All right. So here you go. Perfect. This is the perfect switch.
0: And again, I did TikTok. tock. Uh, if you want to check that out, please do. But here you go. I am taking because to your point, WWE does not know how to tell a story, but there is one character they've been trying to get over for as long as they've been in a company. And that is the cowboy. They've tried with the Blackjacks. They've tried with JBL as a heel and a babyface. Yeah, but
1: do they know this cowboy? So I'm
0: taking over because he can do all the modern moves. I'm taking Hangman Adam Page, the cowboy, over to WWE because that is the most ready-made character for WWE storytelling. They can do things with the cowboy because they fucking love cowboys. So Kenny, or excuse me, so Hangman Adam Page is going. You're gonna make him Bart Gunn Jr. <laughs> They might, but it'll be fun because he can do something with it.
1: The new brawl for all.
0: <laughs> so I'm taking Hangman Adam Page over to WWE.
1: Okay, bad now. decision. Very good Ruined decision. Ruin his career.
0: Uh, no, he's going to be making way more money. Uh, True that. Now, over on the AEW side, let's take a quick look at the tippy top 1% of their card. Right? The the top guys of the top guys of the top guys. FTO? You got... Well, you got FTR in the tag team division. Top guys. You got the Young Bucks, right? Uh, you got... Oh, yeah, she sent it, them to WWE.
1: <laughs> Do you think they've wrestled God. there before? I think I'd... I'd I, man, I'd like I'd rather watch Matt Hardy than the Young Bucks. So, okay. So then you got
0: Kenny Omega. You got Cody. If we didn't switch him, we got Hangman Adam Page. We got Chris Jericho. We got Christian... What am I naming? What What do all seven of these guys have in common? WWE. No, they're fucking white.
1: Oh yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't catch all seven here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, the last ones you were. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all white. Yeah. Okay. They're so, all, all right.
0: white guys. Okay. So who are we taking? So, so we need some diversity. Who are you bringing? I'm taking over the most charismatic, almost gonna be the next guy in the industry. I'm taking Big E, and I'm putting him over in AEW.
1: Big E's a great decision. Yeah, because I, I, my mind started going, I was like, is it Bobby? But he's just
0: not – he's no. good.
1: But he's not going to like. He's not going to take over the world over there. But Big E could. Big E could get e into some cool stuff. Big E do
0: anything you want. You want him to uh, do yucks and shit with Young Bucks, he can do that. You want him to get serious with Miro, he can do Dark that. Dark Order stuff
1: would be – Dark
0: oh. Order, <laughs> yeah. We need some diversity in AEW. Obviously, we've got Scorpio Sky, but he's still mid-card. I'm saying – for the good of the company, Big E to AEW, and Hangman Adam Page to WWE.
1: I like that. All right, Tom, I'm going to round these Tweet the Tables off with a brand new one, as far as I can tell. So, this hey. is going to be fun. This is from at, at Tamlin48. I think Your name is Tammy Lynn. It says, hashtag Tweet the Table. All the hard work the 10 men brought to have Guevara submit for Jericho on the Inner Circle's behalf. Weak finish uh and uh yeah i mean i i get what they're, what they're saying there and, and we discussed earlier if you didn't check uh already if you didn't catch it yet timmy lynn um yeah we hope there's some ways they go with that that maybe make that make more sense but i agree it was a kind of a weak finish
0: i think i think it made it even a little bit more of a dud because we didn't hear the pain in his voice or the 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 yeah. fear from Jericho potentially oh, yeah. dying or whatever. Like it I said, afterwards
1: just... they were they weren't like they were like, ah, damn it, yeah, fucking asshole, you know. Instead of like, oh my god, you killed Chris, yeah. Like, what are we they gonna do? Right. It
0: it should have been on a mic. We should have here heard Sammy maybe pleading with MJF or saying why Jericho means so much to him. Not in like a big dialogue, but you know what I mean. Like, no, 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 that's our leader. All that those kind of things. Yeah, it could have been made better with a microphone and a uh, back and forth between MJF, who would just be yelling, but then Sammy on the mic saying, please don't, please don't. So, yeah. I agree.
1: All right. Well, I, man, God, I think this was it. Tom, uh, I had a blast here talking about some blood and some guts uh, and Loved some it. violence and
0: and, a and the Tweet, tweet the, the Tables. Hashtag Tweet the table Thank you so much. That was really
1: fun. That was really fun. And you should go to SpanishDownstable.net. Check out all of our social media links up there. every The podcast link. Subscribe to the audio podcast if you ain't got time to watch the shows. But we put up clips of it. If you don't want to watch it all the way through, you can always check our YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. That helps us. Honestly, if you're going to help us in any way and you don't want to buy merch, you don't want to donate because, you, you know what I mean, funds are low or whatever, get a pandemic and whatnot, mm-hmm. one of the biggest ways you can help us out right now any accounts you've got, subscribe to us on YouTube, like us, watch the videos, let them play in the background or whatever. Anything that gets us views and likes is a big help for us right now as we're trying to build that. So anything you can do to help us out is great. Uh, and hit us up with hashtag tweet the table. We want to speak to you, the Table Nation, uh, because we want to know, man. Uh, we want to know what's your thoughts on it because sometimes we're wrong. Well, and sometimes we get hypotheticals of
0: trades that would never happen but would right. in our world. So we yeah. love it.
1: Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know what else to say, Tom, other than uh, fucking yay violence.
0: Yay violence! The
1: Spanish Announce Table.